Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today we're going to talk about how uh, it's we, we are beyond the point of, of being nice. Uh, there's no more Mr. Nice Guy as far as I'm concerned when it comes to debunkers, when it comes to the way uh, the Pentagon has, you know, uh, talks about UFOs and, and what it knows, when it comes to the way the media handles everything, right? We're beyond that. We've been playing this. A lot of people are wondering, like I, I, sometimes I get messages, right? Uh, usually private messages from people wondering like, you know, why I'm so angry with, uh, uh, you know, with, with debunkers and the Pentagon and the media. Well, it's it's very clear. It's basically they've been gaslighting us for decades and and people are just sick of it. I mean, we're just sick of it. Uh, you know, gaslighting comes from, it was a movie made back in the 1940s. Actually, it was a remake of another movie that was made in 1940, but the famous one from 1944 called Gaslight was about some guy trying to drive his wife insane. Right, and that's why they—that's where the term gaslighting comes comes about because that's basically what what's what what's going on here with the Pentagon is that the Pentagon tries to make for all these decades now, uh, starting back in the fifties, they tried to make it seem to uh, uh, that if you're seeing UFOs, then you must be crazy, right? That they're trying to make you think you're crazy if you experience any of these things, right? And that's that that's it's unacceptable. This is unacceptable. That's why, you know, no more Mr. Nice Guy with these people anymore. As far as I'm concerned, I think all of us, everybody, right? Anybody who's interested in ending this, ending this secrecy over this, we need to, you know, everyone needs to call this out all the time. It's the only way it's going to work. I mean, it's, there's no more being Mr. Nice Guy on TV. Like when you have like people coming on with, with like sometimes on CNN, they used to have like a, a debunker and, and come on and somebody, a UFO researcher come on. And basically the debunker would try to make a fool out of the UFO researcher, basically, you know, uh, make allusions to the fact that, oh, anybody who believes in this stuff is crazy. This is all folklore based on folklore from, the, you know, this is the same thing as folklore from the past, things like that. You know, uh, they try to stigmatize it over the decades. You know, ever since the uh, 1950s, uh, you know, the Robertson panel, for instance, in 1953, there was a, a group of uh, Pentagon officials and intelligence officials. They got together. It was called the Robertson panel, and they came up with the uh, basically a plan uh, from from that fo moment forward. They're going to uh, actively debunk all UFOs. So the, the, the shut the public up, basically. And one of the things that they do to debunk UFOs over the decades, okay, they'll, they'll say things like, okay. Okay, this guy, this person who saw this must have been drunk. Okay, this person it must have been a hoax. Okay, uh, this person must have been having hallucinations. Uh, all, all these kind of different excuses, just to, so then this this what this does then is it causes people not to talk about it a lot of the times. A lot of times people see these things and they'll never say anything about it because of these efforts throughout the decades uh, that began basically with that Robertson panel. Uh, and, and and in a way still continues to this day even though even though despite the past five years uh, we did we did have uh, some movement uh, within the Pentagon there was actually some people somebody within the Pentagon wanted to get some information out uh, there was the leaked videos uh, and, and we've had different uh, uh, formal f former uh, uh, defense officials like Christopher Mellon step up and, and say that there's you know basically you know tell us that there's something going on and we're trying to get to, toward a place of disclosure. I mean, basically, that's what these people are doing. People like Lou Elizondo, Mellon, uh, and, and there's some scientists now, Gary Nolan, uh, uh, Avi Loeb, that are, you know, 
you know, seriously studying these kind of things, right? Talking about it in a serious tone. We really didn't have a lot of that before, before five years ago. But now we're at this point where uh, we do have that. But at the same time, we have what, what we've been talking about uh, recently. Uh, you know, over the course of 2022, there's most certainly been an effort to pull the carpet out uh, from from the UFO community with, with regard to this, uh, some people within the Pentagon apparently have gotten cold feet, and they don't want to they don't want to go any further than they already have, obviously. And that that now we have these articles coming out, and and you know CNN. I just talked about in a recent podcast. They have this negative article written, uh, basically downplaying it. We had the New York Times downplaying it, the Wall Street Journal downplaying it. You have the Washington Post ha- including an interview from uh, you know talking to people like uh, <clears throat> uh, Seth Shostak from the SETI Institute and Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, who people who, re- who, have not, who have not studied the UFO phenomenon they never reach out to people who have actually done research on this people like Richard Dolan for instance a historian who's done extensive research on this and has written several books on the topic Right, they don't reach out to people like that. People who are actually uh, uh, who've investigated this, studied it, wrote, written about it. Right, they don't talk to people like that. So, it's it's time. The gloves are off, as far as I'm concerned. Right, I I, I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care. I'm going to call these people idiots, morons. I'm going to use whatever it takes to get the attention of the world out there. Right, because we're sick of playing this game. A lot of us are sick of playing this game. And I'm not, you're not going to stand. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, you, you see the proof right in front of your face. I mean, how? I mean, put it this way: when you know you're being fooled, when you know you're being tricked, what are you going to do? You're just going to stand there and take it, right? You have to. There's a lot of people out there right now who understand that they're being fooled. That there's an effort right now ongoing to fool people. Right, and I, you know, I, it starts with the Pentagon. I believe it starts there, and they, you know, they 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 contact their 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 people in the in the New York Times for for instance, like who, when they ran that little article back in October, right? They contacted somebody from the New York Times, and the New York Times puts out this article that pretty much downplays it. The whole thing they they concentrate on the on the things that they that the, that they were able to identify, like balloons and and drones and and maybe Chinese spy drones, okay, stuff like that. And they said, oh, the rest of it, we don't, you know, uh, we'll, we figure it out uh, if we had more data, right? And it wouldn't be extraterrestrials. That's, that's the kind of stuff that they're putting out now. They're trying to fool you. It, you know, we can't allow this to happen. This, there, there's again, we, there's has to be at this point where we are, right? There, there, you can't be nice about this with these people. They're the people and and the, the enablers, like the debunkers out there, the Mick Wests, right? Uh, the the Neil deGrasse Tyson's, right? Uh, you know, all these different people that that make statements, uh, derogatory statements, try to put it down, try to make it seem like it's crazy, right? Because that's what usually deGrasse Tyson uh, does. Uh, for the most part. Now, he, he did make a statement recently in a, in a, a little article, uh, a little video on popular mechanics uh, that I've seen on Twitter. Uh, some people were saying that Neil deGrasse Tyson has changed his tune on this. Well, I, I don't agree with that. I watched the video and I, I see him still basically making fun of this uh, issue and trying to, you know, make it seem silly to think that there's possibly aliens visiting here the way he talks in this and and a lot of people on twitter who watched the video uh, also made the same came to the same conclusion that i did right with regard to this uh but anyhow 
regardless, what I'm saying here is, I, you know, to me, right, there, there's no more playing games here as far as I'm concerned anymore, right? It's just time to call out the Pentagon. I think that people in the press, what we need, right, we need some people in the press to educate themselves finally on this. And and when you, next time there's an interview with someone like Ronald Moultrie, just stand up and say, look, at buddy, you're lying. Look at all this other evidence that we have. Look at all these witnesses from over the decades. You know, t talk about the, the Wilbert Smith memo from 1950 it was Wilbert Smith was a, 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 a an official from Canada who who discreetly looked into the uh, UFO issue in the United States and he was told that uh, it's it's the it's bigger than the H bomb right and that that, that they're looking into it and that, that they think it involves uh, a craft from outer space right and then and then years later after this Wilbert Smith died somebody was going through his papers and they found that the guy who told him this was a scientist who was connected with the with the federal government named Robert Sarbacher, right? And the guy just happened to be still alive, and this was in the 80s, and they contacted him, and he said, and he basically, in writing, in a letter uh, to a UFO investigator, wrote that, uh, you know, he he was aware that the, that they did recover alien beings that they were and that they were like insects, and he didn't understand why they're still keeping it a secret. So there, the, the, we know that there's something going on because of things like that. That's just a, a, a small little uh, smidgen of, of uh, proof that we that we have right so um the thing is is that we just can't uh, I, I you know I, I call these because these people for years right they, they they've they've made people who uh, who have seen these things people who have experienced ufos experienced the uh, craft right that was obviously not man-made stuff right if people that experience that people who have uh, come in contact with these aliens whether it's through abduction or or just coming upon them and seeing them you know walking around a landed craft they've made fun of these kind of people through the decades it's time to turn the, tear the table on these people it's time to tell them to their face no no you're the fool you're the liar you're the dunce you're the stooge Right now, okay. There's most certainly a faction within the Pentagon that's covering this whole thing up, right? There's no question about it. I, there, there, we know this, right? There's no question because all the different people that have stepped forward throughout the years that have connections with the for military, starting all the way back in the 50s with the uh, retired U.S. Marine Corps uh, uh, Major Donald Keyhole, right? Starting with him, that that guy had contacts within the Pentagon, and some people were telling him within the Pentagon. Uh, that this, these things were unearthly, that these things were extraterrestrial in origin, that they, they, they came to those kind of conclusions. He wrote, he, he actually shared this information in some of his books that he, that he wrote during that time, you know, for, in the 50s and into the 60s. Uh, so you have people starting with him, uh, alerting the public to the fact that the Pentagon is looking at this, and they, and they believe that some people within the Pentagon actually believe that it was extraterrestrial, that these are non-human visitors that are operating these craft. So it starts all the way back then, but for, for all that time, because of that Robertson panel, we've been, and, and then also because of the Majestic 12 and the cover-up and the secret control group, which is probably Majestic 12, right? Because of all this stuff, we've been, we're still playing this game uh, over 75 years later now. And it's time to stop playing this game. And we, we, I mean, if we just sit back and do nothing and we don't call these people out for the jerks that they are, then we're not going to get anywhere. Being nice is not going to get you anywhere. Sitting down with a debunker for tea and crumpets and, and acting all civil is not where we're, we're not getting you anywhere. I have no respect for these people. I have zero respect for debunkers at this point because all they're doing... I, now, I don't think that these people are actually, uh, 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 you know 
actually working for the Pentagon. Like some people think that some debunkers throughout the throughout the years are were actually people that were assets to the CIA or something that were deliberately, you know, uh, putting out misinformation, disinformation in the public on purpose. I don't think that some of these people today are doing that. I I don't believe that. I think that some of them are opportunists and they realize there is a market out there for disinformation for uh, uh, for debunking because there's there, there's an audience out there that wants to hear that. Right. That's what I think. I think there are people out there who are scared of this whole thing and they need to hear these kind of things. Right. So I but I have no respect for these debunkers because they're dishonest. Right. Totally dishonest. When you see when you see how they deal with this. Right. They, they never give all the information on a certain topic. And, and, and when, when, when they're faced with 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 a with a case that is just too difficult to try to debunk, they'll come up with unbelievably ridiculous explanations. We talked about this last year a lot, uh, how uh, Mick West was promoting a, a theory from some guy that from the from the UK named Gideon Reed, who, who came up with this idea that the 1994 aerial school incident was actually a traveling puppeteer show that was that all these little kids actually didn't see a, a flying saucer land and alien beings come out and alien beings c communicate telepathically. No, what they're saying is they didn't see that what they saw was a uh, a traveling puppeteer put on a show for them during a, this morning recess and then took off before the teachers had a chance to see them it was a totally absurd uh uh explanation didn't make any sense see i don't respect this i don't respect people that push kind of th those kind of theories that that basically what they're doing is they're gaslighting you they're gaslighting you I, I, I actually believe people, some of these debunkers out there, right, are smart enough to know that there's something going on, but they're deliberately, I believe some of them are deliberately uh, playing this game along with the Pentagon, right, to, to make it seem like it's, oh, it's all crazy, there's, an, uh, there's a prosaic explanation for all of it, right, uh, because there's not, there are not prosaic explanations for all of this, there just are not. Right? There's just too much out there. Again, the aerial school incident, there's no prosaic explanation for that. It's clear. Obviously, alien beings landed. There's no way those little kids, those 62 kids that experienced this, that saw this, the, and some of them that had the telepathic communication, there's no way that they made it up. There's no way that all these little grade school kids back in 1994 made this up and, and, and maintained a, uh, uh, this, this phony uh, narrative over the course of their lives because they're still, now they're adults and they're saying the same thing. So we know that that's true. We know what happened it's real that's real then you have the turkey ufo videos nobody nobody in the press talks about that right uh uh debunkers try to say well it uh, could have been uh, uh top of a ship maybe out there in the harbor well, well, well when you zoom in you look at the beings you can see that that uh that doesn't look like a human being to me that looks like a freaking alien just as described in books by uh people like david jacobs has has written like the threat or walking among us right I have no respect, zero respect for people who are, are, are gaslighting us on this, that are trying to gaslight. And basically, in some, way, in some uh, respects, uh, uh, actually achieving it. You know, the, the, some people, I, I'm, I am certain, right? Because some people will read stories like that CNN just published uh, that I was just talking about in a recent podcast by two guys that really you could tell didn't never really research this whole topic you could tell right but some people are going to read that a lot of people are actually going to read that right because cnn has a it's a giant platform a lot of people are going to read that and be fooled they'll be gaslighted and and people some people actually who will read that right will might have had experiences themselves right but they they'll, they'll 
don't now that they see this they're all oh, these people are talking like there's uh uh you know reasonable explanations uh something that's not outlandish explanations so i better keep my mouth shut about what i saw because it scares people into silence that's what there's this is an effort to scare people into silence they're gaslighting you. It starts with the Pentagon, and then you have the the, the enablers, you know, the the the, the news media, uh, the debunkers out there on on Twitter all day putting out their nonsense, right? Constant, it's a constant churning of nonsense, constant churning of lies and, and, and obfuscation and made up stuff, right? To try to cover up the reality that there's a presence on this planet that has technology that exceeds anything that the human race has, and these things are not human right so again i have no no more mr nice guy with these people i i i don't see why why are we being nice to them why i would not you know if i was to sit on a debate stage with one of these debunkers right i'd be probably standing up screaming my head off and pointing a finger because that's how angry i'm going to get right because of the i the because i'm sure as that would if that kind of debate ever happened right as sure i'm sure as it went on right i would become angrier and angrier and it would just you know i'd have to you know call them out on it i'd have to you know and i would show them i would present them with the kind of facts that would that should shut them up but of course they're going to continue lying they'll just make stuff up because as far as they're concerned if hey hey i'll just say this because hey most people won't, won't look into it anyway and uh uh, that's how they'll that's how they view this that's how they act debunkers what they do is they they'll, they'll put something out there and uh, they'll think they'll think to themselves most people aren't going to look into this they're, gonna, they're not going to know that i that know that i just made this up right so they'll, they'll and and another thing they do they'll they'll leave out a critical information with with regards to certain cases because then that will corrupt whatever kind of uh narrative they're trying to spew trying to sell to their uh uh, to the sheep that believe in what everything they say so i have no respect for these people i have no respect for debunkers i i i'll tell you what as far as the pentagon goes right i know they're lying right so i don't care what i it doesn't matter you know i don't care what anybody thinks or what anybody what any how anybody looks at me and i don't really care i don't care one bit go ahead you can say whatever you want about me that's fine right but the point of the matter is i'm pointing out a fact that we're being lied to the, the pentagon for decades has been gaslighting us and they're still doing it no, just no more Mr. Nice Guy as far as I'm concerned. These people are jerks. Uh, the people that are covering it up for all, all this time and, 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 and still insisting on covering it up, right? Putting us through all the trouble of having to have Congress now, uh, you know, have whistleblowers come in to try to get to the bottom of it. Why didn't we just, why do we have to go that far? Why are we going to waste more time with this, right? Why not just come right out with the truth right now? Right, right now, just come somebody, one of you guys, right? Who, who the, whoever's the king of the hill, right? I like. I want to know who is the wizard. That's what I want. I want to pull that curtain back and find out who the wizard is. That's what I want to know, right? It's time to pull that curtain back. I want to know who's who's the one pressing the buttons here, right? Here's another thing too. Now, from what I understand, uh, you know, we 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 talk about the Wilson Davis memo, right? And uh, apparently, uh, Eric Davis uh, has already met with with some people in Congress, and apparently told him what he knows, right? And I've also suggested recently that maybe uh, Admiral Wilson should step forward and and talk about what he knows. Oh, let's just before I go any further here, just for people who don't know, uh, of course, the Wilson Davis memo was these notes that were written down, taken by Eric, Dr. Eric Davis back in 2002 when he was talking with uh, uh, Thomas Wilson, who uh, became a Navy admiral, and uh, and and Wilson wanted to get uh, information about UFOs, and he, and he was 
he was stopped um, he got to he, he was talking with some people uh, in the military industrial complex somebody within a, one of the uh, weapons manufacturing companies right and they told him you, you we're not going to give it to you and then when Wilson went to one of his superiors and complained the superior told him to forget about it don't talk about it or you're, you're going to lose your ranking and you have all these issues right I think okay I think that maybe someone like Wilson should step up to the plate because if Davis uh, Davis is uh, never confirmed nor denied this whole thing publicly right uh, but if he's under oath talking to uh, Congress in, in a in a meeting uh, you know uh, he's gonna have to tell the truth I think that they should start subpoenaing some of these people like Wilson get the truth out on them that way if they don't want to come on their own how about subpoena and the, subpoena them right instead of this nonsense here instead of uh, waiting around and, and hoping some whistleblowers to step forward how about we start sending out uh, issuing some subpoenas for, for some of these people that have been covering this up the people that we know uh at least have some information on this wilson most certainly if he was to tell that story in congress under oath what he told davis well they, that's the end game obviously there's uh recovered extraterrestrial technology that uh, is being kept from the public and being looked at secretly for all these years right so then, then we know Again, we can't be playing nice with these people anymore. You got to, you, 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 people need to start calling it out instead of being nice and civil. Like, you know, what are you going to do? Again, what are you going to do? Sit down and have tea and crumpets with these debunkers? You're going to, you're going to be civil with them? How could you be? There's no, I'm beyond that. I'm beyond that. As far as I'm concerned, they're a bunch of jerks. They're a bunch of liars. They're a bunch of crooks. Because you know what? They're fooling their people. They're fooling the people that follow them. They're, they're making them believe in bullshit. And it's just nonsense. And we're, I'm tired of it. I'm no more Mr. Nice Guy as far as I'm concerned. And this is the way it's going to be for me. And I hope I hope other people start calling this out too. It's time to be mad about this. You know, we're being gaslighted. Just like the, that lady in that movie was being gaslighted by her husband. I, I'd be totally ups, uh, super angry if that was somebody tried to do that to me. And the, guess what? They had somebody is doing that to me to everybody to a whole bunch of people to the whole freaking world actually gaslighting that's what they've been doing and it has to get you mad it's i'm mad about it and uh i i think other people need to get mad about it and start you know putting your foot down start calling these people out they're the ones that, that for again they're the ones for all these years that try to make people seem like they're idiots or, or or crazy or having hallucinations or or drunk or on drugs or whatever they want to whatever they excuse they would come up with liars hoaxers so it's time to start pushing it back in their faces because i know that there's something here because i saw one of these beings and i saw one of the craft so i know something's going on here and it's time for everyone else to get on the same page here Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Okay, we are back. Uh, today... I received an email from a person named Emil from Sweden. 
and he wants he wants to know he said he's been listening to my show for a while now and i just need to know you are surely familiar with sleep paralysis why would you disregard this as an explanation to your experiences okay well i responded to him uh and i said this i said emil good question i actually did experience sleep paralysis several times as a child didn't know what that was until i grew up anyway when that happened, I couldn't move. I'd be, I'd be lying there in bed completely paralyzed, and it would take a few moments before I was finally able to move. When I had my experience with the alien being, I was completely mobile. I was moving freely. I was not suffering with sleep paralysis at that time. Okay, uh, and there was some more exchanges back and forth, and he actually suggested that maybe I was having sleep paralysis in 1994 when me and my buddy saw a flying saucer, and I don't know how he arrived at that one. Uh, because I mean, it was two people were we were awake. We were fishing on the shore of this little pond, and a flying saucer showed up. We were both of us. There was two people that saw it. We were wide awake. So uh, anyway, well, I, so I want to talk about this for a little minute for a minute here. Now, of course, I, I think I did. I'm sure I touched on sleep paralysis in one of my earlier podcasts over the last year and a half or so. Uh, but there's so many podcasts and videos now, I, I don't remember which one it was in. But I know I've talked about it before, and so I'm going to talk about it here. Now, when I was a kid, I did have sleep paralysis several times. Uh, now, anyone who's had sleep paralysis knows how terrifying that is. Basically, it's like you wake up and you're laying there, and your mind is awake, but your body, your brain, the, the, the wires are crossed in your brain, and your and your body still thinks it's up. Your brain's still telling your body you're asleep, and you can't move. You're like, when, basically, what happens is uh, your brain, sh when, when you go to sleep, your brain shuts everything down and uh, shuts your body off, so you don't, uh, you know, sleepwalk. Now, so of course, sometimes those wires get crossed in the opposite direction. And, you, and people do end up sleepwalking and then sometimes the other way is when you wake up you're wide awake you're not asleep but your body your brain thinks your body thinks you are asleep for some reason and your body keeps your body still paralyzed so you don't walk around and that happened to me a few times i'd say about four times when i was a kid uh growing up and uh and i remember a couple of the times like it was it was extremely scary you know you we wake up and you can't move a muscle right and then i remember i'd be laying there and it would take like a few minutes and finally i'd, I'd start with my pinky and i get my pinky to move and then i would snap out of it finally and it was just scary to experience i never knew what it was I, in fact i don't i don't even remember telling my parents about it i don't remember saying hey mom i uh uh, you know, I couldn't move. I woke up and I couldn't move. I don't even remember saying anything about it. I just let it go. And I, I never knew what it was. It wasn't until, you know, 20 years later, a long time later, it was, I was growing up when I was reading something about part sleep paralysis. And, and then I realized, okay, that's what was happening to me when I was a kid sometimes. Uh, now, that was not the case when that alien being showed up in my room when I, in 19, when I was almost nine years old. Uh, when I that I was able to move, I, I was not paralyzed whatsoever. So there's a difference here. Uh, in fact, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night. I've told this story a number of times. I'll tell it again. I wake up in the middle of the night. I have this you know, thin blue blanket. I have it over my head, right? And I, the lights on in the room. It was I was sleeping in an attic. Uh, my brother Davey was on one side, and I was on the other side. And I wake up, and I could hear this like it was an electronic humming sound, a constant sound. It never let up. Uh, during this entire episode this episode lasted for like 20 minutes uh never let up once and uh 
it was very scary i mean and but the scariest part about it was the fact that there was something in the room and i could see it i could see it's the shadow of its arm and its hand its hand only had three fingers right and and the fingers were thick on the bottom and came to almost points at the tips and and i could see the hand and its palm and and, and the shadow of its arm getting closer to where my face was and then for then, then further away it was like it was like moving up and down right above my head this hand was moving up and down right above my head and it went on the whole time and never stopped that arm never stopped doing that throughout this entire episode and i'm wondering what the hell's going on here you know i, I wake up in the middle of the night and there's this sound and there's this something standing right by my bed with only three fingers on its hand i was thinking it was the devil or a demon that's my that was the extent of my uh, imagination because at the time uh, i was an altar boy in the local catholic church it was right near my house i was there for 10 years uh, as an altar boy and i that, you know of course the only thing i could think of at that moment was that this was some sort of a demon that has manifested itself inside my room and i didn't know what was going on or what was about to happen i had no idea but this thing was there and I was wide awake and I was able to move and I was able to talk. In fact, I started talking to this thing. I, I was like, I was like, who's there? What's, you know, what's going on? Who's there? You know, but this thing just kept on doing this, you know, didn't deviate. There was no, it didn't acknowledge my, 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 uh, my questions whatsoever. Right. And all I could do is at the same time that there was this loud humming sound and I'm scared out of my mind. I don't know what's going on. And so I'm laying there looking at this. I, I can't believe it. And so I pee, I wanted to, I did not want to pull the blanket down and face whatever this is. I did not want to see its face. Right, because I knew whatever that face would, was going to be was going to be horrible. Because you know, whatever this this hand did not look human. Right, when I saw three this three fingered hand, the, the fingers didn't look human like human fingers. The hand didn't look like human fingers, and the arm didn't look like human fingers. Right, so I did not want to see its face. So when I peeked out of the blanket, I could see my brother Davy on the other. I peeked away. The, the thing was here, and my brother Davy was on the other side. So I peeked out of the blanket to the other side of the bedroom. And I could see my brother Davy, and he was facing me. He was facing toward me. He was in a deep sleep. And I started screaming to him to wake up, right? And he would not wake up. Had he woken up, he would have been looking straight at that thing, right? Uh, but he never woke up. He never, and that humming sound, right, was somewhat muffling my voice. And so, you know, I'm yelling to my brother Davy, and he's not budging. I mean, I'm calling him, Davy, Davy, you know, yelling at the top, at the top of my lungs, and he's not. No, he won't budge he, he's not waking up and then I, I was really terrified by this point the thing still standing there whatever it was right move with his hand going like this right I start screaming for my mom and dad you know for like 10 minutes screaming for them right and they're not coming they don't come nobody came to the rescue and i don't know what time it was in the morning i have no idea it could have been two o'clock in the morning i don't know right but there was something there nobody listened nobody could hear me nobody was waking up they weren't being well you know me screaming had no effect right on anybody else in the house apparently whatever was going on they were all conked out by this presence right but for some reason i was not so all i could do was just lay there and i again i did not want to look at the face of this thing all i could do was lay there and i and watch this thing standing there and this this, this horrifying sound like this overwhelming humming sound you know continue so I'm laying there. I started praying. I'm praying to God. Oh my God! I'm always, you know, please God, please make this thing go away. I would close my eyes. I would open it back up again. The thing's still there. The humming sound's still there. Nothing changed. And then the next thing I know, somehow I passed out. Right. And then time passes. And the next morning, it was probably around nine o'clock in the morning. I wake up. Right. And 
you know, <laughs> I'm looking around the room. There's nothing there, right? Uh, I go downstairs. I start telling my mom what happened. She doesn't believe me. She keeps she's insisting that what happened was a dream. I know it wasn't a dream. I was awake. It was. It lasted for 20 minutes. I know that I've had many nightmares in my day. You know, especially when I was a kid growing up. This was not a dream. It wasn't a nightmare. It wasn't any of any of those things, right? I don't know what it was uh, other than an alien being. That's what it was, right? It couldn't have been anything else. It had to be. And I didn't know it at the time. I thought it was a devil or a demon, right? But I remember telling my mom that, like, for a while during the course of that day. I'm telling you. I'm telling you but she wouldn't listen to me and i remember i finally got to a point where i realized she's just not going to believe me she's just not going to believe me i'm just a kid and nobody's going to believe me and then my dad got home from work and i remember running out to the car to tell him and then he, i got the same thing saying oh it was just a dream nothing to worry about and pretty much i gave up on t you know, telling anybody about it because i knew nobody was going to believe me Even, I, I i would tell people i would tell my friends and stuff over the years you know, about this uh but as far as trying to get anyone to believe me at that time i couldn't i couldn't get my parents to believe me nobody believed me but there was something in that room and it was not human i know when I, and i know i was awake i know that there was something there it wasn't until 10 years later when i was watching a, a show about alien abduction where i realized that's what it was it wasn't a demon or devil it was alien that's what it was it must have been but i wasn't suffering sleep paralysis that time no there was no sleep paralysis you know that that's not what it was i mean sleep paralysis you can't move and now now some people uh when they when they run into aliens sometimes this happens you know when, when multiple people are involved now there have been some debunkers throughout the years i uh there was this woman named susan clancy who wrote a book some years ago maybe 10 years ago or so i can't remember tried to debunk all of this stuff saying that but most most of this stuff all these alien abduction stories are all it's all really sleep paralysis things like that right that's that's not true though i mean again how many different cases are there where you know there's multiple people involved for instance the 1973 pascagoula incident two guys are standing there fishing uh, on the Mississippi or in the Pascagoula River in Mississippi next thing you know uh, this alien uh, spacecraft lands right behind them these two uh, three robot type beings come exiting out hovering they're not even walking they're hovering over the ground those two guys are like paralyzed you know where, where they stand and these things grab them and drag them in the ship right the, the, this these things could these beings could paralyze you so a lot of I, I believe a lot of alien abductions people do get paralyzed during the course of this sometimes people are, are they can't help themselves and they'll walk along with the aliens right they'll just they're they're they they can't uh, stop with themselves from uh, obeying what the aliens want them to do and they'll end up just walking along and with the grays into a into a spacecraft during an abduction sometimes it happens in broad daylight and all at a pic i've read some stories where people it happens to people at a picnic you know they're at a, at a daytime picnic and they'll for some reason they'll have an urge to walk away uh, from everyone else and then uh, they'll, they'll lose time they'll lose an hour and then later on under hypnosis they'll remember that oh they, they walked into a clearing and there was a flying saucer sitting there and they walked right into it so this whole nonsense about sleep paralysis being the excuse for alien abductions is absurd. <clears throat> and again, when I had my encounter, and again, I don't know if I was abducted or not. I don't know if I was, you know, if they took me when I passed out or if they were just bringing me back and I woke up. I have no idea, right? I don't know. I don't remember. And I never got hypnotized. And I don't know if, that's another question. Some people say, well, maybe you should get hypnotized, you know, and, and try to remember what happened. I, you know, I'm not sure I want to remember. I don't know. I, I, I do think about it sometimes. Uh, but for the most part, I'm not sure I want to remember what happened here. I mean, it might, 
I know if it was it's if it's absolutely terrifying why would I want to put myself through that I already know that there's something going on here so there's really no point in in hypnotizing myself to to relive some really horrifying aspect of this reality right because that would be horrifying I would be horrified I think I would be uh I'm sure I was if I was ever abducted right if that if that was uh a part of an abduction right like whether it happened before uh I woke up or whether it happened after I passed out, one or the other, I don't remember. I don't know if I want to remember. But who knows? Maybe I'll change my mind at some point in the future. I don't know. Um, you know, so yeah, it's not sleep paralysis is scary, but let me tell you something, aliens are scarier. When you have the you know, of course those incidents when I had sleep paralysis, right? I, I could tell you, and I'm sure anybody else out there that's experienced sleep paralysis will tell you. It's not fun. All right. Now it hasn't happened to me since I was a kid, since uh I I I don't I think maybe the last time it might have happened to me was in fifth grade you know I might have been 10 years old maybe maybe 11 I don't know maybe sixth grade I, I don't know but it was a long time ago um, but I don't remember it happened when I was an adult like it never happened to me when I was an adult um, now there was one other thing that did happen to me when I was very young uh, when I was five years old now I never talk about this because I I do think that this was probably a dream i don't know or it could have been sleep paralysis i'm not sure this was something on when i was about five years old um it had to be when i was five years old because uh we, we had just moved into this house uh, when i was uh, four almost five we moved into this uh, house uh or excuse me actually we moved into this house when i was four i, I might have been four might have been four or five i, I can't i don't know now uh, but we moved into this new house and it was a small house and for the first couple of years uh, uh, me and my brother Davey who later moved up to the attic we, we, we actually shared this other bedroom in on the second floor and my brother Sean who was a baby at the time had this uh, uh, he was in a, another room by himself with, with his with his uh, crib and but we and me and my brother Davey had bunk beds and uh, the bunk at this time the beds were on top of each other we had those same beds up in the attic but we didn't use them as bunk beds anymore he had one bed on the one side and I had the bed on the other but uh, we moved in the attic uh, in 74 uh, after my uh, first sister was born but when uh, when we first moved in that house, it was at some point during the first year living in that house well we slept at, uh, you know we, we slept in the in this uh, second floor middle bedroom in this house and the one night i woke up and uh i was laying in i was on the bottom bunk and the, i woke up and i'm laying in bed and the, there was a closet there there was a small closet right right i'm laying in bed and right across from me there was this closet now this closet was a real small inside it was really tight right it'd be hard you know a kid could be in there but it'd be really hard to have an adult stuffed in there because there really wasn't a lot of space in there but nonetheless, and whatever was going on, whether this was a dream or or, or maybe uh, some people say when you're having sleep paralysis, you 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 feel like there's a presence. Well, uh, I I woke up and I was laying there, but I think I, I see I'm this, this is a memory from so long ago. I'm not sure if I was moving. I think I was moving, so I, I don't know if it, it was sleep paralysis. It could have been a dream. But anyway, the door opened up of, of this closet, and this figure walked out. And the figure had had like a white shirt on, but I couldn't make out the face. And the thing, whatever it was, this came right up to, to to my bedside right and when it got to my bedside like blackness overcame me and i and i felt i then i couldn't move that, that i felt like i was smothering actually for a few seconds like for like i was feeling like i was smothering and i just and as i was smothering i just conked out into like a deep sleep right and that was it and then 
I woke up the next day, and I, I'm not even sure if I ever went to my. I don't remember ever going to my mom and dad and say, "Hey, there was, you know, I think, I, you know, or even, you know, being uh, being concerned about it." Like I don't remember, but I do remember this, like this, whatever that the closet door opened up, something came out. Uh, like I said, I couldn't see its face, but it had some kind of some sort of a white shirt on. And it get when it got close to my bed, I felt like like I, I was being smothered, and like and I went into complete blackness. And I always, even at that time though, I I, I you know I believed it was a dream. I was thinking it was a dream. I the next day when I was only again I was only like around five years old, uh, but it was scary. But I, I'm not sure what that was. I don't know. Like I don't know. But it was a strange thing, and that never happened again. That was the only. I mean, I've had lots of nightmares throughout my days, right? When I was a kid growing up, I remember having all kinds of nightmares. I remember, uh, you know, monsters would be chasing me around, whatever, you know, or you're, you're, you're falling, you're, you know, all kinds of stuff, and you would wake up and you know it was a dream, right? The the thing with the alien, right, in the room that time, that was not a dream. I was wide awake. Again, this whole thing lasted for 20 minutes. I'm, I was as awake as I am right now, right? So I know that it was real. Uh, and there was also another thing that used to, that I was told about when I was a kid that I didn't I don't remember any of this, but I did have night tears a couple of times. Like I remember, then uh, this was probably around the time, uh, you know, I might it might have been around seven, right? Seven going on eight, maybe around that time. I remember my mom telling me like a couple of days in a row, saying I, you know, and this was early in the night. Like it would be around, I'd go to bed at we'd have to go to bed at nine o'clock, and and then my mom said around ten thirty at night I'd come downstairs, she would be watching TV, and I'd be scream crying in absolute terror, and then I would just stop and then go back to bed again. Now, if you read about night terrors, that's usually how that happens. Uh, People get up having these intense, horrifying nightmares, and they go, they act out, they they scream and cry, and and it usually happens not long after you fall asleep. I, I you know I looked into this, so I think that they were obviously night terrors. And the weird, I remember my mom telling me about this, and just not having any recollection of it whatsoever. I, she said, yeah, and then I remember telling it happened a second time. I remember, remember her saying, "Hey, guess what? You were screaming again last night." And, and I say, "What do you mean?" She goes, "You came downstairs and you were screaming, crying your eyes out, and then you just went back upstairs to bed like nothing happened." Night terrors. That's what that was. Uh, but that alien thing, the thing with the fingers, right? No, no, that was no night terror. That was no sleep paralysis incident. Uh, nothing like that. That was real whatever was there whatever was going on there was some presence in the room there was a sound that i heard i mean i i saw my brother i mean i the, everything was you know as it is right now when you're awake you know it, it was going on as awake i couldn't believe what was happening it was hard to believe but no it was real now the other thing that i was talking about before uh when i was a really young i don't know I mean, was it a, I guess it could have been a dream. I don't know, but it was strange. I sometimes I think about it. In fact, I, I don't think I've ever really talked about it. The only person I think I told about was uh, about this one time I was telling my son about that, about that strain with the closet door opening up, the figure walking out, and then, you know, getting, as, as it got close to the bed, I was like enveloped in blackness and, and, and a smothering feeling and then just blackout, you know, and that was it. And 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 I, and I remember feeling not scared too. That was another thing, a weird, weird thing about that little dream or whatever it was. Like I remember once, even though I was smothering and I and I couldn't move, I, I, I felt comfortable as I just sunk into complete oblivion. You know, at at, a, at five years old, I don't know, but it, it just could have been a very strange dream. Who knows? It seems like when you're a kid, you have a lot more strange dreams, and you have to wonder sometimes. Uh, 
you know you hear a lot of kids talking about things i think sometimes another thing too at the same time uh, kids are just more open to these kind of things when they happen so when if something weird happens they're just more aware of it than because when as you get older and you're an adult you're just so used to, to to things like that not happening right so if it does happening you're not you're probably not going to notice it because you're not you, you don't expect it you don't believe it uh you, whatever right but when you're a kid right uh some kids see things experience things that adults don't and uh and who knows maybe that thing, maybe that had something maybe that little part of that little thing that i i'm talking about there uh had something to do with aliens too i don't know that thing coming out of the closet i don't know i don't think so but i don't know it could have maybe maybe not maybe it was a dream maybe it was sleep partial sleep paralysis i don't know but it was strange and that was the only time that something like that ever happened where i had this feeling of of smothering something smothering me and then like sinking into blackness and then just going into oblivion and then waking up the next day that was weird it wasn't like that was not like waking up from again it was usually when you have a nightmare you wake up right and it's like oh my god right and, and you're happy it's over but then you know of course with something like that you know i didn't wake up again i passed i just sunk back into sleep again i don't know again was it a dream could have been Right. I know the other thing was definitely not a dream. The alien in the bedroom, right? That thing with the three fingers. I was definitely wide awake for that. But for that other thing, I'm not sure. I just know it was weird. And I know it was scary. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how, how, what else to say about it. Anyway, until next time.